in today's show. We're looking ahead to Wednesday. There are 10 games in the NBA. We're going to talk about those, some streaming options. If you've got the space, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram, at Locked On Fantasy Basketball, also TikTok, at RedRock underscore Beeble. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, and we are available on all platforms. So, we're here to look at Wednesday, 10 games on. Talk about those games, injury statuses of teams and players, well, more, more more players than teams. Teams can't be injured. And then look at some streaming guys as well. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. The Pacers and the Hornets. First game up. Charlotte are two-point favorites in this one. There is no total out, but there are some interest, interesting injury things. Um, Gordon Hayward is out. Dennis Smith is doubtful. So they're both not going to be there. Cody Martin is out. But I think the big interesting thing is in Indiana, where Tyrese Halliburton has appeared on the injury report as questionable. He did leave the last game with an ankle problem. He still played 39 minutes in that game. But he's now officially questionable. If he is out, then Nembhard becomes a good streamer. And Timothy John McConnell is going to get a boost. And... Benedict Matherin is going to get a boost. And Buddy Hill, all those guys get a boost. But yeah, Heald's already got value. Matherin's already got value. But Nembhard and McConnell get the big jump ups if Halliburton does happen to sit. We know that Duarte is out and Daniel Tice is out as well. So what are we watching? Benedict Matherin, I want to watch. What are his minutes going to be like? They don't seem to always tie into his production. His production's solid enough. There are people who have dropped Matherin. And while I don't think that he's got top 90 or top 100 value necessarily this season. I think he needs to be held, and I think there is going to be improvement from him as the season goes on. But let's see what he's able to do and get some consistency in role. That'd be great. Also, I want to watch Sticks, Jalen Smith. Stand by your man. I have. I have stood by him, but he's bad. Like, he, he's bad. And I knew he was bad. And I thought that the badness could be overcome by the badness of this team and the role being relatively secure. But I should have just known that he's bad. Like, it's a risky proposition taking bad players despite their good fantasy skill sets and good roles. It's the Tony Roten effect. So, what are we doing with Smith? He's played 18 and 25 minutes in the last two games. 11 minutes four games ago. He's had one good game really in there. He is still a useful fantasy guy. Points, threes, rebounds. Blocks, good field goals, good free throws. That's the that's the selling point on Smith. But he's so bad that he doesn't get the playing time, even though the guys behind him are worse. Terry Taylor and Ashe Brissett. Um, in 12-team leagues and anything deeper, I definitely do hold Smith. But in something shallower, I, I, he's just bad. I think you move on. And this will be another data point into what I do in most leagues. For the Hornets, the cockroach, Mason Plumley, Big minutes for him lately. It's going to be up and down, and he's going to hurt your free throws. We know that. But 
Last four games, 32, 35, 27, 31. Big Dick Nick Richards pushed down to the back. I think we can look at Plumlee's minutes and feel relatively secure in them. Double-digit points, barely. Rebounds, good, yep. Assist for a big man, solid. Maybe a block, no worries. Good field goal percentage. He helps you, and then he hurts you. And you've got to weigh that up as to how that fits on your team. But let's just see if he can continue the 30-minute roll. Well, Kelly Oubre Jr., he's getting big minutes. 36, 35, 34, 34, with Haywood out, with Smith out, with Martin out. And Haywood's not returning here, so we're going to get big minutes again from Oubre. I think that you know, he, he hurts you so much with some of his shooting numbers, and I don't believe that he's going to maintain 12-team value all season. But he's going to get another crack at it. Can he do something to convince me that he's going to play more as the season moves on? I highly doubt it, but we will find out. The Minnesota Timberwolves. They're traveling to take on the Orlando Magic. The Wolves are five-point favorites, and injury-wise... Cole Anthony's out, Marco Fultz is out, Gary Harris is out, Paulo Bunkero is questionable. Bunkero has missed the last three games. We don't know whether he'll return in this one. We hope he does. Last time he played was Monday last week, so it's been over a week of just consistent injury tags. Naz Reed returns for the Wolves. Wanna watch um wanna watch Goose though. Because Anthony Edwards has been really bad. The free throws have regressed. His usage isn't where it wants to be. The defensive stats are down. He hasn't really taken steps forward. In fact, he's taken a lot of steps back. Is he fighting with his teammates? I I wouldn't rule it out. Is it the double big situation that's impacting him? Seems almost definite that that's happening. Turn it around, big fella. Speaking of turning it around, D'Angelo Russell was dreadful. And then last game, he was really good. So is that the spark? Because he's been playing like 27 minutes, 28 minutes, and shooting like 30%. And then last game, he went 55% and played 35 minutes. So, in that big win against the Cavs, can that spark him to play those 30 minutes? We want to watch that. Because he was looking like, man, am I going to drop this bloke? But you always got to look like, who's the guy coming behind? Is Jordan McLaughlin really going to push him out? And Russell's had a track record of being okay from a fantasy perspective. And we saw it bump back up. For the Magic, Mo Bumba. What is his role going to be if Paolo plays? I'm going to expect it to be pretty small. But he had a nice game last time in 20 minutes. I wouldn't chase adding Mobamba. I wouldn't bother with adding Mobamba in most spots. And if Paolo comes back, I really don't see the value. But I want to watch it. I want to see what they do with him. And then also Jalen Suggs. We know that there can be hurt with him. Field goals, free throws. But he's a solid enough rebounder. He's a good assist player. He's a good steals guy. He gets good minutes. I still think he's a hold, but it's got to make sense on your team. And if you've got him on your team, you know what the issues are. But starting point guard, playing 30-plus minutes, getting good assists, getting good steals, that is valuable. But can you deal with the negatives? And can he fix the negatives? I don't know. I hope he can, but I don't know that he can. The Thunder and the Wizards. The Wizards are five-point favorites. There's no total out for this one. DeLon Wright will be out for Washington, but Brad Beal will return. Um, while we don't know the Thunder, and we do know the Thunder, but we don't know that whether the Thunder are going to have Trey Mann or Darius Baisley available. And the Trey Mann one in particular is pretty interesting. Also, the Darius Baisley one is. What about the Bronco, Jalen Williams? Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. All right. So last five games, 31, 19, 30, 20, 36 minutes. If you can find a pattern there, well, the only pattern is... 
big, small, big, small, big. So does that mean small this game? If Mann and Baisley come back, does he play 22 minutes? If you want to try and get ahead of a trend that might solidify in December or January or February, then you could add the Bronco. But I'm not 100% convinced of that. I've, there's no certainty in role at all. So that makes it a little bit hard to feel absolutely locked in on where his value goes. But it is trending slowly, positively. And then we also want to watch Alexei Pokyshevsky, who, again, the minutes, 32, 23, 18, 37. Last game against the Celtics, they played their starters all big minutes, which you don't really see. 33, 35, 36, 36, 37 in that game. They just went with a conventional rotation. Poku has been dominating. He's top 25 over the last two weeks, I think. Do we get this dicking around where he moves back to 23 minutes? I, I certainly hope not, but could Baisley impact that? Could Dag not impact that? I think he's, he's obviously, Pokyshevsky, a must-roster player, but how they use Williams and Pokyshevsky and Mann and Williams and Baisley and Robinson Earl and Wiggins and Muscala and Joe and Amarui and all these other random names they throw in is key for us to watch. But the Wizards' Beal is back. So let's see where he fits. His usage isn't as high as we might have expected. And how does he fit in with some of these guys um, in terms of ball handling roles and yeah, Monty Morris? And how does that impact Jordan Goodwin? Because Beal had been... Goodwin's been playing well. 26, 21, 29, 21, 26 minutes in the five games that Beal played. The last time Beal played, eight minutes for Goodwin. So we want to watch Beal, but I also want to watch what it does to Morris and Goodwin in particular because Goodwin's been playing well. And then Denny Avdia had a really big game last time. He's played 32, 34, 34 minutes the last three games. And while Beal and him play different positions and they'll start next to each other, if Beal, well, Beal playing means that Kispert moves to the bench, meaning if you want to get Kispert minutes, you've got to cut into Avdia's playing time. And Barton's got to get in there as well. And Goodwin's got to get in there somewhere. So does Avdia stay as a 30-minute-a-night player? Or does he move back to 25, killing any potential upside that he was slightly gathering? I would expect him not to... I expect him not to play those... 34 minutes that he has been playing. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, UK, Canada, and it's coming soon to Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip or get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. You can find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget or just need to get from A to B, or you can test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by the boffins at Built Bar. Built Bar they want me to pause the pod. Don't pause the pod. Keep listening because I've got an important message to tell you about Bilpa. They've got new flavors. They say you got to try this. I'm talking about Bilpa's new reimagined flavors, dudes. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie topper, coconut brownie bar, white chocolate peppermint granola, candy cane brownie puffs. Oh my God, there are so many different things. I wouldn't even know where to start when, we, when I go to order my Bilpa's. Bars. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it. Because these bars are 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar. I am shocked at how low the sugar is. And calories. What? 130 calories in a built Bar? That seems insane. Please tell me it's true. It is true. What is true? 
130 calories for Built Bars. Wow, you're going to want to get your teeth and sink them straight in to all of the topping that goes on over here. I'm not kidding. There'll be a time in your life where you go, man, remember what life used to be like before I tasted Built Bars? There was destruction. There was misery. There was just a sense of dread. And then I tasted Built Bar and I sunk my teeth into their toppers. And now it's like angels and unicorns and puppies and glitter. What a life we lead. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Should I do this in my, like, should I wrap it? Because their, their catchphrase is not Built Bar Built Different because they haven't taken on my advice, Built Bar. It's Built. You got to try this. Screw that shit. Built Bar is Built Different. Heat Raptors. Um, a lot of players out for this one already ruled out in advance. Advance? Why did I say that? Jesus, I don't speak like that. Tyler Hero is out. Victor Oladipo is out. Omi Yurtseven had surgery on his ankle. He's out for a long time. Siakam's out. Achua's out. Otto Porter is out. Deadman is questionable. Van Vliet is questionable. Gaz Trent is questionable. So we want to watch, of course, to see what happens. The Deadman one. Deadman's out. Orlando Robinson. Hmm. He's the one to watch. What we do want to watch is Maxi Struess, who's been really, really good. I talked about him on the buy low, sell high earlier today, showing the improvement for him when he's a starter. Big minutes, good shooting. He's been great. And he continues to be a stream option in those scenarios. Well, Bam Adebayo is on a nice little hot streak as well. Is that able to stick? Is the high usage and good efficiency stuff from Bam going to stay where it is? That is the big question, isn't it? So we'll pay attention to that. Well, for the Raptors, of course, last game, it was Delano Banton. I want to watch Delano Banton, A, if Van Vliet and Trent are out. Because remember, last game, he was great played only 25 minutes. That to me is a red flag. You are having the best game of your life, big fella. There are no other guards available. Uh, can you just play 25 though? Like that is, that's a red flag to me. That game was great. It, there is absolutely no debate about that. But if you can't get more than 25 minutes when you're posting a career high game with no other guards available, I don't think you're going to get any minutes when these other guys return. You'll play 10, 14, 16, whatever. So we want to see what Banton does if those guys are out. And maybe he plays 33 next round. That's possible. Or maybe Scotty Barnes pulls his finger out of his ass and says, hey, I'm not the fifth option deferring to Delano Banton, which is what happened last game as well. Am I shitting on Delano Banton? No. But I'm just trying to provide, hey, I don't think this is going to happen with him again. And if Van Vliet and Trent play, where the hell does he sit? Not in 12-team leagues. I feel pretty confident about that. And then Thad Young. But I am more confident in Thad Young because Siakam's out, Achua's out, and Young is starting over Coloco. And he's not going to be a big scorer, but rebounds, assists, you get steals, you might get 10 to 12 points. He's worth a look. Chris Boucher, obviously, is a must-roster player at the moment with all these players out. But there's some things there we want to watch with the Heat and the Raptors. Celtics-Hawks. Boston two-point favorites, Grant Williams. It feels like Grant Williams needs Horford out and maybe someone else out to have big games. He's shooting like an insane percentage, which I'm guaranteeing you is going to fall off. And then that leaves him as like a fringe 12-team league player. We still go with him. We still hold him. We still ride a little bit. But expectations of a drop is that's going to come. And then we want to watch Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Because last game for him was really good. I still don't really trust him as a must-roster 12-team league guy. A lot of what is happening with him at the moment is because of the absence of um, Malcolm Brogdon. And in those games before Brogdon got hurt, both he and Brogdon played under 20 minutes with Grant Williams starting. And an under 20-minute Derek White is not someone I care for. 
I've just got to be realistic about it. Smart is probable. Brogdon is questionable. And that might have a real impact on White. So we want to see what happens. For the deeper leagues and for dynasties, I want to watch AJ Griffin on the Hawks because he took Justin Holiday out of the rotation. Good. Griffin's been better than him all season. Is he any sort of ad this year? Probably not. But I want to see him get minutes and continue to get minutes. And then I talked about it on the um, buy low, sell high, Trey Young. The shooting is just abysmal for him at the moment. Usage is up, but can't hit shots. Will that ever change? I, I think so, but I'd like, to, I'd like to see it happen. Rob Williams is out, Bogdanovich is out, and as I said, Brogdon is questionable. Bulls and Pelicans is a back-to-back for the Pelicans. For the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, I'd say it's been a little bit disappointing from him of late. Usage a little bit down. We knew that, oh, what we knew. I thought that he would see a little bit of a decrease in production from last season. That has been the case. And it, but it's been a little bit worse over the last little bit of time. And then I also want to watch Ayo DeSumo, who had a really strong start to the season and has waned. I don't think that DeSumo is a 12-team must. I think he's totally fine to have. This week with only two games, it is hard to justify holding onto him. But do something. Prove me wrong. Like, I don't know. He'd sort of prove me wrong a little bit at the start of the season. Then he regressed back to what I thought he would be. So DeSumo, do something different. It's too low usage to for me to get too excited about you. you know. Pelicans, will Larry Nance get more minutes than Jonas Valanciunas? Almost definitely. And then where does Trey Murphy's role fit? 28 minutes, 18 minutes, 20 minutes. Any consi- If there's not consistency and he's always at risk at under 20, that makes him a hard 12-team roster guy in a daily changes head-to-head in Roto or a weekly league, all that sort of stuff where we're looking at more longer-term value. I get it. But on a day-to-day basis, it does make it hard. Lots of balls out. Kyra Lewis is out. Um, Kobe White is out, but we don't know about this one at this point for the Pelicans because they do play on Tuesday, but Zion is questionable in that game. So we need to um, we need to find out whether he's going to play on Tuesday, whether he's going to play the back-to-back with this ankle issue. Um, that is a key thing, obviously, because it's Zion. Cavs and Bucks. A lot of injuries in this one as well. We'll start by going through those. In Cleveland, Rubio's out. Windler is out. Dean Wade is questionable. Donovan Mitchell is questionable and Jarrett Allen is doubtful. While in Milwaukee, Drew Holiday has practiced and he's questionable. Middleton remains out. Wes Matthews is out. Ingles is out. Pat Connaughton, despite Mike Budenholzer saying, uh, you know what, actually, his rehab, it's gone much slower than expected. So he's progressing well. A day later, he's questionable. So, like, are you, are you just lying? Like, what are we doing? Um, so Connaughton is questionable. And Giannis is probable, and Grayson Allen is doubtful. So there's a lot of different things that can happen here. With Allen likely not there, you're going to get more opportunities for Javon Carter, for uh, Marjon Beauchamp as well, who I'd expect would start next to Drew Holiday with Middleton out. But then, yeah, Connaughton, where does he sort of fit in? There's a lot lot to see in that game. Um, For Cleveland, Kevin Love rolls along, solid numbers. Big, Big game last time, playing 29 minutes with Jared Allen out. That really helps him get 12-team value. To me, yeah, he does 22 minutes a night. He can be a 12-team league guy if you look strictly at the ranking numbers, but like his value is inflated by turnovers and the upside is really limited. But with someone out, value boosts. And we like that. Also watch Evan Mobley because like Scotty Barnes, like Cade Cunningham, the top three rookies from last season are all struggling. Now, two of those guys are dealing with preseason injuries, Mobley and Scott and, and Barnes. And one of them is currently dealing with an injury in Cunningham. So we have to factor that in. 
But Mobley hasn't really been able to put it all together. It's hard for him to get the extra usage. But if Mitchell doesn't play, then there is an opportunity for him. For the Bucks, Marjan Beauchamp went crazy last game, especially in the second half. And with the potential absences of Connaughton, Allen, Matthews, Holiday, they could all miss this game. There is an opportunity to stream in Beauchamp because of those maybe absences. And then Javon Carter is also worth a look if Drew remains out. And even if Drew is in, because of the fact that Grayson is out, there is a chance here. But there's still these guys, the amount of injury, look at it, Middleton, Holiday, Connaughton, Allen, Matthews, these are like five rotation wing pieces that when they play, I don't know where Beauchamp or Carter fit. So we watch it, we pay attention to it, we stream them, but longer term, I don't really see it being there. Um, I don't really see it being there necessarily. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is the number one source, number one, number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for professional sports and amateur leagues right out there from football, basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So go and have a look at their odds for week 11 in the NFL. Yeah, week 11. Thursday night, Titans-Packers. Can um, Aaron Rodgers get it done? Is Malik Willis still going to start for Tennessee? I don't know. I would expect that if the... Well, I don't know, because Green Bay is terrible as well. Minus three are the Packers' odds, and you can find all that at Bet Online. Also, why is Justin Fields in the Chicago Bears underdogs against the Falcons? Fields, future MVP, putting up big numbers. Go and check it all out at betonline.net. Use the website or use your mobile device to find all of the action. BetOnline is where the game starts, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Rockets and the Mavs. Back-to-back for Dallas. No spread or total out at this point. Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing, will remain sidelined for another two to three weeks. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Fernando's still out for a while. Davis Batanza's still out. While Reggie Block is questionable for Tuesday. Um, yeah, his production's been pretty questionable. Hasn't hit 30 minutes since the 29th of October. I don't think we care at all about him from a fantasy perspective. But if he's out, then Joshy Green and Tim Hardaway become very interesting options. For the Rockets, let's watch Jabari Smith. A, can he get more than 10% usage? B, can he hit more than 30% of his shots? That's, that's a simple equation for Smitty. And then he was on the Bilo show earlier today, cousin Kevin Porter. Like, what's going on with this bloke? I know he's not a great shooter, but he's hitting 30% of his threes. 65% of his free throws, like 40% overall. All those numbers have got significant scope to improve. Do it, Kevin. Show me. Improve them. For the Mavs, Dinwiddie was also on the buy low sell high because he's shooting at like 48% from two, or sorry, from threes and doubling his steal rate. There's a lot here that isn't going to stick for Spence. Is it going to crash? And then Christian Wood, minutes. What are they going to do? Last game he played 25. Well, last game before Tuesday, he played 25, but he fouled out. Is Kid going to embrace a 30-minute Wood? So sorry, <laughs> I didn't actually mean to say it like that. But you know what? If you do embrace a thirty-minute or more wood, you might want to seek uh, professional attention. Anyway, Christian Wood. What are the minutes? That's it. I'm moving on because I, I, I made myself laugh by an unintentional joke. Warriors Suns. Iguodala is going to be out. Cam Johnson's out for a while. We know that. And then what about Chris Paul? He is officially questionable. While Landry Shamit is out. What happened last game when Landry Shamit was out? Old mate Dwayne Washington Jr. stepped up. Do I believe that Dwayne Washington is going to be a 20-point scorer in 19 minutes? No. But that's what happened last game. So at least we pay attention to that with that absence. I want to watch Anthony Lamb. Um, 
Shiploh Glam is playing some good minutes for this team. 24, 14, 24 the last three games. He's playing better than Jonathan Kaminga most of the time. But Kaminga did step up last game, and Steve Kerr loves saying this stuff. After the last game where they smashed the Spurs by about a million points, he's like, man, Jermichael Green, he was really good. Yeah, you've got to find ways to get him more minutes. So who is going to miss out? We know they've sent James Wiseman to the G League, and this is, again, the thing that happens so much in fantasy, and I'll say it again. The news came out that James Wiseman was sent to the G League, and immediately someone tagged me. Hey, does this mean good things for Looney? Wiseman was playing zero minutes. It changes nothing at all for Kavon Looney. Nothing at all, but people just have this assumption. Well, Looney's gone. Uh, Wiseman's gone now, so Looney's going to step up. Wiseman was not impacting Looney in the slightest. And I don't know why I got onto that rant there. But like, it's like now Kerr's talking, oh, Jermichael Graham, man, we didn't use him right. He, he's got to come out there and, and play, and, and uh, he's going to do more. So who misses out? Lamb, Kaminga. Like, who's the guy that's going to cop it here? We need to watch that. Also, Clay Thompson, he'll be back. He missed last game. Like, can this bloke shoot ever? Or is he, is he done? Is he just done as a shooter? Is he a punt field goal percentage guy who doesn't contribute in rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks? All get to the line. That makes him a very use, useless fantasy player. Still going to hold him, but old Clay isn't coming back, which is sad, and we know why it's not coming back. But the Suns, DeAndre Ayton, any chance of this bloke blocking a shot or attempting a free throw? The answer's probably not, but do something, mate. Every game that I watch the Suns, I go, there's no way this guy lasts a season on this team. There's just no way. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He's not even trying. And then Mikhail Bridges. His minutes are actually insane at the moment. 44, 42, 38, 39. Yes, Cam Johnson is out, so that is bumping his playing time. Chris Paul is out, but they put a gigantic load on this guy. Giggity. And it's hurt his percentages a little bit last game. So I'd like to see a bounce back of sorts there. Knicks and Nuggets. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking really slowly today. Anyway, this is a back-to-back for the the Norks. No, a back-to-back for the Knicks. No spread or total out at this point. Um, Colin Gillespie's out for Denver. Cool. I expect Mitchell Robinson will be out, but we don't know. He could return for this game. Um, and then you've got in Denver, the big stiffy Bones Highland and Ishmael Smith are both at this point questionable, but no official status. For the Knicks, Cam Reddish, we'll just keep an eye on that as him starting. I, I don't really buy it as a 12-team league guy, but we'll watch it. And then we'll watch Ryan Barrett. Like He had been starting to put it together and had like a two-week stretch of being top 100. Then he was dreadful on Sunday, I think it was. What do we get from Barrett? Can we get a little bit more consistency? And then for the Nuggets, Contavious Caldwell-Pope has been amazing this season. I still have my doubts that he remains a top 100 player, but the numbers have been really, really good for him. So let's see if that sticks. And then Maga Porter Jr., who is Steph Curry aside, is Michael Porter Jr. maybe the best three-point shooter in the league? Non-Steph division. Every time he shoots it, I just think it's going in. And while I criticize the bloke for saying he's going to be a 50% three-point shooter, Maybe he's maybe he's not far off. I think he's at forty eight percent for the year. Look, forty, look, he can be forty four easy. I, I maybe Desmond Bain is the other guy that you watch when. And there is an update on Bain. I haven't talked about it. Um, broken or toe sprain out for two to three weeks. And I talked about this a bit on Twitter, but this is a, a complete aside. And you, if you're paying attention to the show, you, you'll hear this info on Bain. Two three weeks out, John Conchar will start, but it means more shots for Brooks. Conchar can be a fringe guy. Tyus Jones is a little bit of a fringe guy as well. Again, complete aside here. Um, but uh, yeah, Jones or Conchar could be streamed. Maybe you stream Brooks, but you deal with a field goal percentage. And another thing that does pay attention, because 
we need to pay attention is that you know, I tweeted this out and I said about yeah, maybe Conchar's the guy and someone said, no, nah, man, it's going to be Tyus Jones. Look at the stats he had last game. And the point that to, to look at there is, yes, that was a game without Ja Morant. So you can't like, what he doesn't have those numbers because Bain was out. And I don't think they're going to start Jones and Morant together. It'll be Conchar that starts. So people look at that and go, well, Bain didn't play last game. Jones did this. And therefore, that's what's going to happen when Bain moves forward without looking at the other factors, which was the big one of Ja Morant not being there. Irrespective. Jones will get a boost. He might play 23, 24 minutes. Conchar will probably play 28 minutes. And they might be just fringe 12-team league guys. Unrelated to anything that we're doing here, Maga Porter Jr., I just want to watch him. I just want to watch to see if he can continue to shoot at that absolutely elite level. Sorry for the aside. I hope you got some info out of that. Let's look at some streaming options. There's no back-to-backs Wednesday, Thursday. Let's look at streaming for Wednesday. It is a 10-game day, so you might be able to find um, some open roster spots for you to stream guys in. These guys are all available in over 50% of leagues using our advanced metrics for category leagues. Caleb Martin, Kavon Looney, Tori Craig, Thaddeus Young, really like that one. The Bronco, Jalen Williams, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Anderson, and Denny Avdia. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in over 90%. Caleb Martin, Tory Craig, Thad Young, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Anderson, Andrew Nempard, and TJ McConnell. They could become 12-team league streams very easily. And Damo Lee. And then we look lastly at points leagues. These guys are all available in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. Mason Plumley, Cockroach needs to be rostered in all leagues. All, all points leagues especially. Kevon Looney, Caleb Martin, Thad Young, Brucey Brown, Larry Nance. What are they still doing otherwise? Jalen McDaniels and Jalen Williams as options for Wednesday. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and on YouTube, you thumb it up. You leave your comments down below. You go sink your teeth into some built bars. You get Turo. You go to Bet Online. You leave comments on YouTube. You subscribe. You ring the bell. I'm done here. I've lost my mind for some reason. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.